Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 9 of the Drone to 1K podcast. I'm your host and founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. Today on the show, we have Tom Monterville of Next Gen Drones. And I really enjoyed talking with Tom because today we talked about drones in agriculture. Uh, Tom's got a big drone. He's worked with a buddy of his to be an investor. So he's got him a trees and he's working on agriculture clients. And I think they originally got it for wind turbines, started doing things in agriculture, um, really interesting stuff. So I'm not going to spoil the episode, but if you're interested in using drones uh, for agriculture or other types of applications similar to that, uh, be sure to listen up to this episode. Uh, it was a fun one. I really enjoyed Tom. He's a really nice guy, very down to earth. Um, just enjoyed chatting with him. So couple of new things I want to tell you about uh, before we dive into the episode. As always, if you want some free drone launch swag, there are two ways to get it. First way is if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to go leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts. If you screenshot it and email it to me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com and jorge at dronelaunchacademy.com. Screenshot the review you left, send it to us, and we will send you a free shirt as a thank you for taking the time to do that. Make sure it's an honest review, not trying to bribe you to leave good reviews, just accurate reviews. Uh, second, we have a little game. There should be a link in the email that you got this podcast announcement in or in the YouTube video description. As long as you do this within the first week, uh, you will be entered. So it's just one question, something about the podcast from today to prove that you listened to it. If you do that, you can uh, choose for, from some prizes that you would like to win. I think we give around three or four prizes away every single week. So hat, t-shirt, mug, course, I think are the uh, prize options. So go there, um, get that. That's for early actors, uh, you know, the real people who are out there listening to our podcast every week as it comes out. So we're trying to reward you for being loyal and faithful listeners. Something new I want to tell you about that we're doing, we have askdronelaunch.com. And we're setting this up. Uh, there's two ways uh, that you can interact with us. So you can either leave us a voice message on that site, or you can just send us a written um, question that you have. But we want to answer your questions about drones. So if you have questions about cinematography or gear or how to do drone business stuff or um, anything specific about regulations or mapping or anything at all. Whatever your questions are in drones, let us know if you leave a voicemail. Um, we'll try to answer that. Or if you um, write in your question, we're going to be doing um, putting out more content. So putting things on our YouTube channel or maybe even a separate um, podcast series. But we're going to have um, outlets where we can answer your questions. So we want to hear what you would like to know about so we can answer them and put out more content that is hopefully helpful to you all. So go to askdronelaunch.com um, and send us your question there and we could answer it live for you. Well, live I'll answer it live into the camera, which is recorded, and then we'll throw it on YouTube. But uh, maybe we'll do YouTube Live sometime as well to answer some of your questions. All right, so that's askdronelaunch.com. Go there, check it out, and we can answer your questions. Also, if you would like to be on the Drone to 1K podcast or you know someone else who uh, would be a good fit, our criteria is that you're making at least $1,000 a month or more with a drone service business. Uh, if that's you or you know someone like that, feel free to go to the link um, in the podcast email that you got or uh, in the YouTube video, there is the application for season five. So we're taking applications for season five of the podcast, looking for more 
great drone businesses to interview and get their stories. So uh, if that's you, or if you're one of our Drone Business Mastery students and you've hit your 1K mark for a few months in a row, um, feel free to fill that out and let us know. All right, that's what we have for today. Thank you so much. Let's dive into the podcast. All right. Well, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Drone to 1K podcast. Excited to have with me here today, Tom from Next Gen Drones. Tom, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Damon. Yeah, Um, uh, I love it when this happens. So Tom just hit me up in an email and said, hey, my friend said I should reach out to you. I'm glad you didn't uh, hesitate. And you're like, here's what I've been doing with my drone business. You know, uh, you know, if you ever want to talk or link up, let me know. And I said, man, sounds like you'd be great for the podcast. You, you know, do you want to be on the podcast? You're like, oh, sure. Uh, so you and I chatted a little bit and then we were planning on doing the podcast. Then I caught COVID, canceled on you a bunch of times <laughs> as I was recovering from that. But uh, feeling good again. Um, I just enjoyed chatting with you. You know, uh, you're a great guy. We hit it off. So um, happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. I was, it, it, there was one podcast that you did, and one of the guys was like, "Man, I'm geeking out right now." That you know, I'm talking to David Young because when I I you know in drones and stuff, when I got my license, I got it through Drone Launch Academy. Oh, that's awesome. So, and I was like, wow, David Young actually wants to have me on his podcast. So like, <laughs> well, dude, no, I mean, you've been doing some awesome stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on here. And it's funny, uh, sometimes if I talk to people now, some of the original videos we have, because part 107 hasn't really, there's a, there's not a lot of it that hasn't changed since, um, you know, it came out in 2016. So those videos are like the original ones. What are they? I guess they're five years old now. I mean, when the new regulations have come out, we filmed like newer videos. So I have like, you know weird hair and look a little different and stuff. It's funny. So sometimes people are like, Oh, wow, you look, yeah. uh, you look so young, but yeah, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you're feeling a whole lot better. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, I guess you, you were telling me that you had a similar journey last year. So not fun, but, um, no, I'm glad to, <laughs> glad to be glad to be past it. Um, all right, cool. Why don't we just start off? Um, t- tell us a little bit about how you, got into drones. That's usually kind of my first, always my first question and love to hear what triggered people to be like, Hey, you know what? Uh, drones are cool. I'm going to try to make a run at business with this. So how did it start for you? Yeah. So I've been flying drones for about 10 years. Okay. Um, just, just on the personal side, you know, I had a started with the Mavic, I believe it was, um, the Phantom two, maybe Phantom three. Oh, wow. I had a Phantom four. I mean, it was, you know, and, and a lot of where it really, really started is I had these small little helicopters that you, mm-hmm. you could buy out at like a, a at the mall. Like and a mall stuff. kiosk? Yeah. Yeah, and same so, way for me. Yeah. And, and that's where, and I'd fly them through the house and yeah. I got, and I was like, you know what? So I went out and got my first drone. It wasn't even a Phantom. My actual first drone was some little one that you get from like Toys R Us or something. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Real high quality. Um, yeah. yeah, very very <laughs> high quality back then. You thought it was. And yeah, so sure. you ran it into a wall and broke it. The, yeah, after it's still seconds. fun though. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I I flew drones for like ten years, um, and then just one day I was like, you know what? I'm tired of making other people rich. Like that's what I kept telling myself. I'm like, I'm t-. and I, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I'm a senior network engineer, but I love it doing that. But I was like, you know what? I, I want to do something for myself. I want to do something with drones. I sure. see where drones are going. And so I ended up getting my part 107 through Drone Launch Academy, which Sweet. was easy, easy. I worked on, I, I think I literally stayed for maybe two and a half weeks, three weeks. 
mm-hmm. on Sweet. and off maybe 10 minutes a day here or there, yeah. whenever I could. And I went and took the test and got my 107. So I was like, you know what? It's real now. And so that's when I started Next Gen Drones. But I started four months prior. I was making a OneNote actually on the computer that I'm talking through now. I started a OneNote on it four months prior. And I went to my wife and I, because I have ideas all the time. And I told her, I said, hey, I got I want to start a drone business. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, she goes, do that. Go ahead and start it. And I was like, well, I kind of started it four months ago. She's like, well, <laughs> she, she asked, she was, well, why are you coming up and telling me this now? And I was like, well, I just figured you'd like to know. Um, and <laughs> well, so, so what time frame is this? Like, when is this that you were doing this? So this started last year, like right, right around when I had COVID and right before. Oh, okay. COVID. Okay. So you were just, you were just messing around flying drones recreationally for just a while before you for, thought about it. Okay. Yeah, for a long while. Okay. So, and then I just decided I was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna jump off in the deep end. You never you never know. So the big thing I like to tell people with it too, the reason I got in drones is because I you know I have an entrepreneur's mind, but you never mm-hmm. know until you jump off deep end. So I just jumped off and just said, you know, we're we're gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna yeah. I'm doing this. I have something viable. So that's kind of awesome. where it started. So it was like, you said like spring, what, 2020 or so? Yeah. Spring 2020 okay. is when I started. Um, actually, March of this year is, it was, so my birthday is March 30th. Okay. And I actually got the LLC March 28th or 29th. Okay. Um, nice. Little happy birthday present. And start, yeah. And, and nice. started doing it. So it was, it was really exciting. So when you said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to dive into drones. Like what changed? Like, what did you do first? Cause I know a lot of people, they're like, all right, I want to start a drone business. What do I do? And you got some people who are just like, all right, I'm gonna go set up a bank account, start an LLC and all this stuff. Some other people, they're like, hit the pavement, start talking to people, get a drone, you know, like what path, like what, what did you start with when you, uh, when you started your business? Yeah. So I, I started with that one note. So a lot of people, if, if you're not very computer savvy, OneNote is basically a notebook, but it's on your computer. It's a OneNote mm-hmm. notebook. Um, and I just started with just writing down everything that I, I would need. And mm-hmm. I would jot notes. I put my books up. <laughs> Finally, I actually have some here um, that have a bunch of papers. Well, they don't anymore, but um i had a bunch of papers and i mean i just jot down notes when i'm at work if i'm you know listening to a podcast anything and i jot a note down i put it on my one note so that's where i started gotcha. for like four or five six months writing just stuff kind of down collecting ideas and getting mm-hmm. doing some research okay sweet data research a then, lot of data research what's well, good i mean it gives you an idea of you know hey what are the different industries out there you know, what direction should I take? You know, it's, it's good to, it's good to think through that stuff. Um, so what was the first drone that, you know, did you go buy a different drone or are you still using your, your Toys R Us drone to try to start the business? Nope. So it's actually sitting behind me. Um, it's a Matrice 200 V2. Was that your first one you went and got? For, for the drone business. Yes. But still that's like jumping. That's just jumping in. That's jumping way. So when I said I jumped off in the deep end, we I, I jumped way kidding. off in the deep end with it uh, with my business partner. So I had a silent business partner that, you know, we because uh, when I first started writing everything down, I got everything. I went to uh, my business partner now 
Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, Hey, I got an idea. I'm going to get my ducks in a row and we're going to talk. So okay. I did. And I told him this. He goes, Yeah, let's do that. He's mm-hmm. like, Let's go. I was like, All right. Well, so we went out and grabbed that drone and just, nice. it, was, it was, it there was really no second second guessing we should have because you don't need something this big i can tell you that you don't need a matrice 200 well it depends on what your so what was your plan like when you when you made your plans to be like all right cool and you know you said you got your ducks in a row and, and went and talked to him what was that conversation like so when i first initially talked to him um that con- the conversation started i said hey look these are the ideas i have i was like the easy way in, I told him, I said, the easy way in is real estate. And I was like, but right now where we're at as well, real estate, houses sell so fast. They don't even get to put a picture up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we could still do it though. I still have to take some kind of pictures on some of these houses. We, you know, the houses we're at, we're, we're not, you know, three, three million, $4 million houses, you know, best we might have three quarter million dollar house here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're at. So he was like, okay, well, what else do you think? And I said, well, we live in Northwest Oklahoma. So we're in the panhandle around the panhandle. So there's nothing but wind turbines out here. Mm-hmm. So, and I got a bunch of buddies that work in the wind turbine industry. Okay, great. And I asked them, I said, Hey, how do you guys inspect those blades? And they're like, well, guy gets out, you know, climbs up the tower inside and he climbs out the outside and basically repels down the blade and looks at it. And I was like, oh, I can't be safe. And he goes, no, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and, and I was like, well, have you guys ever thought of using drones? And he goes, oh yeah, there, there's some people that use drones. He's like, but he's like, we're, we're more contractors. You know, it's, mm. we're the guys that actually go out on blades. So I started doing market research there with yeah. that before I even went back to, before I even talked to my buddy about it. First off, I just want people that are listening to kind of recognize something. And I hear this on these, all the, these different industries where people are implementing drones and actually doing pretty well. Um, You'll catch like a common theme where you're not afraid to go and you're, you're, you're constantly thinking, all right, like what, how can drones be used? Right. And maybe not in a conventional way, you know, someone in an industry or you can get to know someone in the industry and you just ask them questions. Hey, how do you guys do this? How do you guys do this and you your your mind starts putting pieces together at oh maybe a drone could do that maybe we could try that you know what i mean and just kind of thinking of those possibilities most of the people that i know that are really doing well with drones and making like good living at it they're just really good at that at being like hmm here's a potential problem or i know this guy let me ask him questions about how this works because unless you understand problems people have in their industries you're going to have no idea how a drone can help them and so people are always asking me like well how do i use a drone for construction or what do construction construction companies use drones for what do these people use drones for right there's tons of different applications but you just have to get out there and talk to them and ask them hey how do you guys do this like exactly what you did hey when you get up and inspect those things what do you do you know just listen and hear what they say yeah i didn't mean to cut you off but i just want people to be aware of like hey this is an important step that tom did that you guys need to replicate right just asking people questions and understanding their industries so yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a lot of guys that have been on the podcast, you know, and, and I've listened to all the episodes while I'm getting through. I think it's right now season three. So I'm still a little behind. <laughs> still, the um, fact he doesn't all those, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a 
cool story. I'll tell you how, I, why, and when I listen to them. It kind of helps out with the drone business as well. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's going out and talking to people, not being afraid to talk to people because you know, on the podcast, a lot of things that I've listened to on your podcast as well. Some people will be scared. You know, some people don't have that ability to go out and just talk to anyone and talk to anyone like you talk to your own family or anything. Um, but that that's the big thing is in this industry, I have not met a single person yet that I've went and talked to. That's just like, um, no, why, why are you even here? Like rude yeah. or that they're always like, Oh my gosh, a drone. Yeah. Like, you know, we've, we've thought about that or we've had somebody come fly and it's just, you know, that's not, it, it's not helping us. And I'm like, well, what, what are the problems you have? So, so yeah. on your key, that that's the thing, if you can find out the problem that that person has and be able right. to solve that problem to help them make more money, right. return on their investment. I talk about it a lot in our business meetings with my business partner, ROI. How can I increase their ROI, their return yep. on their investment? Because yep. every business invests a certain amount of money in certain things, even large corporations or even small ones. You have so yeah. much of an investment. So you can find out how to get them more money. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they walk around with their drone and they look in, they have a solution in, in search of a problem, right? You know what I mean? Instead of like trying to figure out what people's problems are, it's like what they say when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, you know? So yeah. um, instead of just being like, all right, let me hear what, what their issues are. And um, I'll tell you, I was talking to my friend Root. He has been on the podcast before, but he was just like sitting in a city council meeting or got a notice from something that, hey, like, hey, they're having a city uh, hearing on um, some like traffic issues that are happening around one of these schools and they're having like community forum, people can chime in on their thoughts. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna check this out. So he popped in there and just listened to people, ended up talking to some people afterwards. And he had some solution where he could put his drone in the air and he had some little AI sensor on it that could track all the traffic flows and do a bunch of other stuff. And then um, afterwards, he just kind of kept asking questions about their traffic problems and created this little solution that he could attach to his drone, all that stuff. And now like the police chief's hiring him and like all these different city like people are hiring him. So again, it's just like, hear what the problems are and then like see if you can be creative about the solution. So yeah. anyway, I want to jump back. Sorry, I, we de I derailed you from your wind turbine story. I want to go back, but I think those are super good points <sighs> you have. And I want people to make sure they're paying attention to that. So you asked your buddy, hey, how do you inspect these things? And they said, we hang off the wind turbine and look at the blade and then we haven't really thought about drones because we're contractors and then where where did it go from there yeah so so they're more on the contract side and and the guys that i was talking to aren't the blade and the guys that actually do the blade inspection oh, okay they, they do more inside the actual tower now they have done it and they can do it um so i i talked to him a little bit and i, I was like you know what how do you guys and he goes well we we've have guys that have flown drones at other wind farms mm -hmm. so wind turbines are set up in farms so not every single one you go to is owned by the same company or ran by the same person um so yeah i just i kept having that conversation with them and i'd write it down in my one note everything that you know i keep a lot stored in my head and i'm like you know instead of writing it on paper i want it somewhere where i can get it so, you know, I just kept doing market research and talking to people in that industry and just asking like, hey, what, what can we, you know, what can we do to help you to minimize the amount of time that it takes for you to do that? Because that, that's got to take a long time. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it could take us one, two days, you know, to do a couple mm. turbines. Mm. And then we have to go back up and fix them. 
Yeah. I was like, well, what if I can do that in 45 minutes at turbine? Mm-hmm. Does that sound good for you? You know, like, or whatever, an hour, Yeah. you know, whatever it is and, and start getting that time frame down further and further, the more and more you fly them. So that was the huge, that was a huge thing. Just going out and talking to them, getting yeah. in the. So, so how did that work? So was that more just like bouncing around ideas with people or did that actually lead to paying jobs? Yeah. So it, it, it's in that industry, it's real hard to get yeah. in. So you have to have a bunch of different things. So in the wind industry, it's, it's hard. We're, we're not where we want to be with it mm-hmm. and, and the jobs that we want to get from there or do for them. Um, it's, it's getting into these very, very large companies. And, and again, we started next gen drones this year. I started it this year, yeah. uh, right. Just right before my birthday. And mm-hmm. so talking to those people and, you know, it, it's, it's fruitful. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, but it's not the main, main driving focus of what we, you know, what we do yeah. with next gen drones right now, but, yeah. but it's, but- it's coming along. I would stay with it though, because most of the people that I know too, that they want to work with big companies. There's a lot of decision makers, red tape, people drag their feet. You know, I got a buddy who's working for a big uh, mining company and they've agreed to pay him a lot, but just, he has to get like an individual PO for every project and they keep wanting more levels. And so it's going to, it's going to happen, but it's just, you know, it takes so long to just like get through it all um, get some of these larger contracts. So just, yeah, be persistent with it. So, so with your business, what's kind of your main, uh, moneymaker right now? Ag. Ag. Ag, Yep. So agriculture and, uh, mapping. So mapping, you know, farms. Yeah. Um, and we're, I, I stretch myself out a lot. I want to hit every market that I can, but then I start realizing I'm like, I'm only one person. Yeah. And I have one drone that we fly. So, mm-hmm. um, so in the ag, yeah, ag in, and that's where we actually got our first paying job. And, awesome. and it wasn't, which even, I feel like that's, so you don't hear that a lot, which is so cool that you, that was like your first paying gig was ag. It was in, in the crazy thing. Well, I don't want to, well, anyways, I'll show you the back. This is the actual check. So we could deposit. Um, I actually took it out to show you. Um, we could deposit nice. it through the phone. So I wanted to yeah. keep that just kind of show like, hey, that, like we kept that was I our. I got a real check. Nice. Yeah. And it was, so how it long, was exciting. When was your first, pay, when was that job? When was that first paying ag job? Oh, I don't remember. A couple months. A couple months ago? Yeah. Easy. Wow. A couple months. I think it was May, April, May. So it was only two oh. months from being. Oh, so that's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So talk and us through that. How'd you how'd you find this ag job? Just drop so, down into your lap from the heavens? <laughs> I wish. So what I did is I had business cards made. Mm. And anytime we'd go out, anywhere we'd go, I'd, you know, talk to people or whatever. And and I'd ha- and I had my uh shirts uh made, business partner and um somebody's they had made some shirts that said next gen drones on them and so i ended up having all these business cards made and i just hand them out to people mm-hmm. that would need it you know or somebody that would was like hey drones like they just read the word drones they didn't read like on your shirt gen. yeah 
It's okay. just the next gen drones. They'd read drones and and I handed the guy a card and it was last year, like early like late last year, when mm-hmm. I handed him a card and he called me one day and he goes, Hey, he goes, is this Tom? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Hey, do you still fly drones? I was like, absolutely. It's like something I can help you with. And he goes, yeah, I lo- I'm missing like 35 head of cattle. Mm. And I was like, Oh, and he goes, would you, can, can you guys come out and see if you can find them? And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, we can get the drone up in the air and see if we can find them. I was like, do you know about where they're at? And he goes, I have six miles of mm. property on the Cimarron river. And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, well, that's mm. going to be hard because for one, I can't fly BVLOS. Yeah. And the further I fly out, you know, is less battery we're going to use. So it could take a while. He goes, and I real just quick, wanna... for people who might not know BVLOS, just like beyond line of sight. So further than you can see. Yeah. yeah. Beyond visible line of sight. I, I always call it BLOS, but in the is it BVLOS? Yeah, I guess BVLOS. it is. BVLOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond visible line of sight. All right. So what did you, so what'd you do? So I, he was like, Hey, well, first my dad's going to go out there on a horse and, you know, and, and try to get him out with a horn. And I was like, yeah, if that don't work, you know, give us a call. I'll deploy and I'll come out there quickly. I can drop what I'm doing. And, you know, if I'm not doing anything, I'm absolutely, I'll come out there. So he's like, he calls me the next morning goes, well, we, we, put some steers out there too. And he's like, we, we got a couple of them back, but we, we kind of think we know where they are. He's like, this stuff is like 15, 20 feet tall out mm. by the river. He's like, he goes, I don't think you're going to be able to find them. And I was like, probably not, but I can give you a good aerial view mapping and map that out to show you what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, we'll see you in a little bit. So I drove out there as an hour away from the house and got out there. And I swear we drove another 20, 30 minutes to get Mm -hmm. back to the river Mm -hmm. and deployed the drone out there, flew it, um, did a good map for them. Um, and we couldn't find them, which was a bad thing. I kind of felt bad. I was like, Oh man, I wish, you know, it's kind of, and he's like, man, this is amazing. He's like, I, we've never been able to see it like this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that, I've been in talks with them as far as, hey, let's do a subscription base where I'll come out and fly this property twice a month mm-hmm. for X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I will show you the change in your property throughout the year and how it looks. So if you ever have this problem, you're going to see where that changes. And during the times where it's not 10, 15, 20 feet tall, you're going to know where that cattle goes if they ever get back across the river. Because Cimarron River doesn't have really any water. It's all sand and maybe okay. a few little splotches of water. So it was exciting. He goes, hey, no, man, this was amazing. Thank you so much. And um, so he asked us, he goes, well, he asked me, he goes, well, how much? I was like, well, I don't know. Like, because... <laughs> like I don't, I don't like that. I, I didn't know. I was like, uh-huh. then I started going back to to thinking of like what I heard, a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour. I was like, I can't charge this guy like two hundred dollars an hour. I was like, if I do that with travel time or anything, I mean, we're we're talking almost thousand mm-hmm. dollars, like easily. And I was like, how's three hundred dollars sound? He goes, let's go to the house and I'll get you paid. So. Went to the house and the first one was 300 bucks to fly it for, I think the drone was in the air for like 30 minutes. Oh, so it was how much as in like for that one job you had just done for him. Nice. Awesome. 
and and I took all the photos back because I took a lot of photos um, with it and he wanted more of a manual flight Mm -hmm. Um, so you know having that first initial job you you don't you don't understand what could be easier in that job like for anything like cattle and stuff like that missing cattle they really want a manual flight and i told them i was like if you know about where they're at a pre-planned flight of that area is going to look a lot better than me just yeah. trying to fly around and snap photos because i can give you the photos and a whole lot easier so well and if you're just snapping photos randomly sometimes you can lose track like hey what part of the property was this again and like yeah. you know where which direction was i facing you map it out and then it's got everything stitched together and you kind of see a lot easier. So it's cool that you say that. So what I ended up doing is on my flight back, cause I was out of ways and on my flight back, I had put the drone to the river. It was over the river and it was pointed back at the property. Well, it was the property across it was his neighbors where they were at and we were on their property and he already got permission for us to go. <clears throat> and I was snapping pictures literally with my finger to snap, 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 Mm -hmm. snap all the way back. And I put that stuff into drone deploy Mm -hmm. and got a map back of it. It looked weird, but once you know how to actually look at that map and how to work drone deploy software, it actually came up and it looked really neat. Nice. Yeah. And they were raw. I didn't, I didn't doctor them up. I'm not the guy. I don't, I don't know how to do a lot of the doctoring stuff being an IT, you know, guy, I should know how to doctor up pictures and stuff, but I don't, I just, it's just raw photos. That's awesome. So, so you had this job and then where did the business go from there? Like, how did you, uh, did you get more jobs in ag or, you know, what, what was your next, your next kind of client? Yeah. So then that, so then I found out that that is one of the largest cattle and ag companies in the state of Oklahoma. Mm. I didn't know that. So my buddy, um, business partner, he, he called, he was like, you do realize who that is. And I was like, no, I have no clue. I don't know <laughs> who he is. And my buddy's like, Hey man, that's like the second largest. So from there, that's where we started talking to them about doing those flights. So we'll do those flights for those guys twice a month out there and on the Cimarron River <clears throat> to do they, that. They're absolutely in love with it. Oh, so you, you ended up getting that and doing that for them? Yes. Yeah, so that's what we're, we're, we're currently doing now. And then nice. on the ag side, um, I gotta be careful on some of the things that I go through, but on the ag side, it's, it was, it was a little harder, not okay. really. Um, but we got that software that we needed and I just went out and just, you just knock doors and just mm-hmm. say, Hey, look, you know, and, and I put together what now uh, you're knocking doors. Of, are you, are you knocking on like farmers, farmers. or ad yeah. companies or what <laughs> farmers? Just how's that received bad. <clears throat> I will tell I you, gonna, it's not good. I was going I've heard it's tough sometimes with some old school farmers. Yeah, it's kind of, it's real scary because you don't know if they're going to walk out the front door with a shotgun or they're going to walk out and say, hey, how are you doing? I'm glad to yeah. see you. So, no, it's it, it's more or less, um, I talked to a, a buddy of mine out here in Enid, um, guy that I've worked with quite a while with my full-time job. And 
he was like, Hey, can you get a, can you build me a cut sheet? I'm like, well, to me, a cut sheet is more of like, if you're wanting to look at like all the dimensions stuff, or if you're wanting to put something together, right. Like numbers and stuff together. I was like, he's like something that shows what you do in the act. He's like, I'll go out and talk to all these guys for you. I'll put my neck out there for you. And I was like, absolutely. So I built one in like 10 minutes with some of the photos that I take. I guess it just took, like, basically like a one pager for ag, like, Hey, yeah. like, here's okay. I gotcha. Yeah. That's what it is. So it's, it was a one pager for, for ag. And it literally took me like 10 minutes to build one night. I yeah. said, oh, Hey, I'll give it to you. I'll get it to you by like 8 PM. And here it is like six. And mm-hmm. We're getting ready to eat dinner. The wife's in the kitchen cooking and uh, man, she's been so great through this whole thing having my back and helping me out love it to death but he, awesome. he he was like i was like hey i have to get this out to him i emailed it out to him he said that looks great and all it was was some of the pictures that i took in and ag right mm-hmm. during they were really during that cimarron that was the mm-hmm. ones that i snapped some pictures of that or some of the other ag fields that we do when we're doing plant health stand count um you know can get into the prescription side where you're writing prescriptions if they're over fertilizing under fertilizing over water underwater the now do you have a background side. in agriculture or how did you figure that stuff out i knew nothing you just researching I, I, on your own yeah so so that was how that one note came and how i even learned it like i didn't go to college for it i didn't go to college or anything for ag i don't i didn't know a single thing about agriculture i didn't know a single thing about any of the software and how any of that software worked all i did was so and i I told you off the podcast a few times i sit in front of the computer after my full-time job from about 5 36 o'clock at night until almost midnight sometimes one two o'clock in the morning and my wife has to come in. She's like, hey, come back to reality. And I just research, watch <laughs> YouTube videos, research just anything, dig in. Just, just dig and write things down. And then I, and with me, I rewatch it. I mm. rewatch some of the more key points. So I don't try to just go down a big rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I'll go down and research that a little bit and then I'll pause it and I'll kind of, so, so how I started learning to do a lot of this is listening to podcasts. So my wife told me one day, she goes, Hey, she goes, maybe we, you should, you could door dash or something because I, I get my main, my brain gets so washed with what I do. She says, you should door dash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I became a door dasher. <laughs> so that's where I was listening to all of your podcasts, door oh, dashing. Okay. And I would listen to other podcasts. You get paid to listen to podcasts the, <laughs> yeah, on the ag side, um, you know, and I'd listen to it with, and ag so and it just helps is it what's your favorite ag podcast so the more of gosh i you're gonna ask i can't sorry i'm gonna put you on the spot yeah you don't remember that's fine yeah i can't remember the name of it i i don't look at the names i just type in ag and spotify yeah and i just click and go it and most of it does has nothing to even do with a drone i just listen to how you know, it's soybean, wheat, corn, and, and how those grow and, and cotton and, and everything. I just, I'd learn it. And then I go and talk to people. I talk to the farmers, you know, you well, go I out think there. That's, and just, yeah. I think that would be awesome to give you like, you understand or able to more understand the context and some of the lingo and kind of maybe hear about some of the problems. So, so wh- how did you land your first like ag job where you're doing these like 
stand counts or using some of this? I don't know. It sounds like you have like an ag software that you use, right? It, well, it's, it's uh, not ag software. It's, it's drone deploy and there's a few others you can use. Oh, okay. You're using we, drone, we deploy, gotcha. drone deploy. So oh. it wasn't stand count. So where we were was um, plant health. Okay. So we would fly and map. <clears throat> like I just, and, and, and a lot of it starting out is just do, you know, going out there and saying, Hey, would you mind if I fly about a hundred acres, 200 acres of your property? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I got just something. for, just for practice. Yeah. Just for practice, just for fun. Yeah. And, and I was living on 80 acres so I could fly and it wasn't ag acres. It was just sure. pretty much hunting acres and just, uh, Trees so, and yeah. So it, it was just, let's fly it for free and learn because, and I'm glad because me, I'm the one that wants to go, 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 go. My business partner's the one that says, slow down, Tom. We, we need to make sure we have it right. And I'm like, no, I know. I know how this drone flies. I know how it works. I, I've watched it and because I have that engineer's mind. And luckily, we did it for free. <laughs> we did it for free and we were just playing around because we didn't realize of the geofencing because I never had that issue with DJI's mm. geofencing. So Where did the geofence here, out there? Uh, so in Enid, we have Vance Air Force Base, which is oh, the largest yeah. okay. Air Force training base for pilots. Oh. And then we have Woodring that's right next to it, Woodring Airport. Okay. okay. And so we're flying the drone. I have it all mapped out. I'm ready to go. And it starts flying and the drone hits a brick wall. It just stops. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's something with the software. Maybe there's something wrong. I don't know. We'll bring it back. So we bring the drone back, land it. I would remap everything. We'd fly it again and hit a brick wall. I mean, we sat there for the first time probably for an hour. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it would fly like 100 feet and it'd stop and we couldn't figure it out. So I was like, he was like, what if it's west to east doing that? So we flew it north, north, south, and it did the same thing. It got to a certain point and it would stop and it wouldn't hmm. keep going. So we are flying north south west to east and it would get to that certain point again and stop and i was like there's something there and so i so i was like hey let's just let's call it for the night and i came home and i looked it up and it was dji's geofencing so they mm-hmm. geofence um controlled airspace which right. we already had the waivers to be able to operate in there i contacted the tower i always contact um, Vance Air Force Base as well, even if I'm not in theirs. Um, and I looked, at, I told him, I said, hey, it's a geofencing. We, I need to get a, a certificate mm-hmm. put on the um, flight controller. There's yep. a serial number. So I got it and you can upload it into the DJI software and it's good for three days. Um, and then we went out there and it flew and we were so excited. Oh, that's awesome. On the back of the truck, I had the controller sitting there and me and my buddy got so excited we knocked the controller off the back of the truck <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like we got to restart we're halfway through and at this time we didn't realize that if it stopped it can restart where it ended right. up on that mission mm-hmm. so we restarted the whole mission oh gosh and it didn't make it all the way and it came home so we had to recharge the battery. Yeah, we ran out of battery. So and at five hundred dollars a battery with this guy. Yeah. You know, that's and you have it's to hard have to both st- of them. It's hard. Yeah, hard <laughs> to stack up a bunch of spare batteries. So so, yeah, so you got there and you practice. So for some of your paying 
how did you, how did that transition into doing that for practice with the ag stuff into getting, um, paying clients with that stuff or have you gotten that far yet? Yeah, we have. So it, it, it took off from there from having, having that, just taking all of those pictures, all that stuff that we did and just putting those one, those one sheets or as my buddy calls them cut sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, and just those one pagers and mm-hmm. going out to the farmers saying, Hey, look, you know, um, and anytime they have like the co-ops, the ag co-ops where they'll, everybody will go, just go out there, you know, just walk out there and, you know, introduce yourself to people, just listen what's going on and say, Hey, you know, I think I got something that would be very valuable to your company, you know, help you on your, you know, your return on your investment. You know, if I can come out and increase your yield by X percentage, Mm-hmm. Um, now that was something I want to do. I was like, what if we increase their yield by 20%? And he goes, God still plays a big role in what happens <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. rain. So that that's where it started. Just going out there and just knocking those doors, talking to those people, getting those free flights in. Um, and you'll be very, very, very amazed by doing those free flights for somebody and turn around and saying, Hey, you know, I've done this and you know, this is where we offer and they will be more than happy to pay for that service because they Mm. know what you can do. And, you know, so, so that's where it was. It was just, you know, knock the doors, get that free stuff out of the way as much as you can't take as many pictures. I mean, this drone doesn't take off unless it's making money. Um, Mm. We're at the drone film festival, Thunderbird film festival in, in Woodward. And uh, everybody wanted it to go off the ground. Um, we had some guys from from uh, OG&E and stuff, wind turbines, stuff like that, that was really interested in it. And, you know, we talked to them there too. So it's just getting out and meeting people to get those yep. jobs, right? Just don't be scared because when you're talking the drone industry, it's way different from any other industry I've ever been in or tried to deal with. It's so amazing the reaction that you get from people, even just flying outside. Like if I have to update the drone, um, do any kind of updates, I'll take it out to the front driveway. And it's amazing how many people come out of the house. Like, oh my gosh, a drone. Yeah. Well, you got a pretty right. big one too. If, if people are just listening, you know, and you don't know what a Matrice is, this is a pretty good sized drone. It's yeah. not like a little Mavic. It's a, it, yeah, how, it's, what's the, those things probably what, three feet across? Yeah. It's, it's got a pretty, I don't know the exact, I mean. It's yeah. It's pretty, a pretty good pretty, size. Yeah. It's um, now, what kind of sen- what kind of sensors do you have for that? Do you just use regular, just RGB sensor? Do you have multispectral stuff too? Yeah. So no, we haven't gotten. So <clears throat> we've been researching a lot of multispectral, and that's more of what we're trying to break into that infrared and stuff to have those. Yeah. So this drone. So where I initially wanted to go, and this was kind of like what hindered and kind of hit some road roadblocks. But you know, from there on out, I mean, it's taking those pictures what we ended up doing because this was going to be just for wind turbines <clears throat> is we got the zenmus z30 oh the zoom one any, yeah. yeah with anybody yeah. knows that thing's and it's more for manual flight so we had a huge learning curve to go into ag to be able to use this this mm-hmm. um camera <clears throat> to even get it to work so there was a lot of things we had we have to do so do you still use that flight. you still use that lens for ag yep Oh, wow. That's cool. It's not fixed at 30 degree at 30 X, right? Zoom. It's it's, you can pull it back, right? Yeah. You can pull it all the way back. So it has a 30 time optical zoom on it. Yeah. And we've looked at it. I think we've gone about an eighth of a mile out to a quarter Mm -hmm. mile and can turn around and almost see what's written on your shirt at times. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome. It's, it's not. So yeah, that's what it started over there. We don't have multispectral. We're looking to get into multispectral. Um, a lot of stuff with chipsets being short because of the whole COVID thing has been kind of yeah. hmm. hard. But <clears throat> our main focus right now that we've been hitting ag is just plant health. Mm-hmm. Um, going out and flying more subscription based. So we're kind mm-hmm. of a little bit different than a lot of drone companies that are, Hey, you know, we come out and fly for, you know, once or twice, maybe this month or a couple months, we, we, we base things more on a subscription basis. So mm-hmm. you pay for a yearly subscription for our service in the ag oh, side smart. and, and we fly twice a month. Um, if there's any huge storms or anything come through. Um, you know, and, and we, we noticed that something could have changed. Um, you know, they're more than happy. They give us a call and, you know, it's a little bit more of an extra fee, but, um, yeah, that's, that's basically what it is. It's, it's more coming out with that subscription. Let's go out and, and fly that. Oh man, that's the way to go too. Cause, cause you can, you don't have to worry about continuing to find new jobs, especially if you have an annual subscription. No, do they pay annually or will they pay like monthly? It, it depends on the on the customer on the yeah. person uh mo- most of it's just annual i mean we're we're talking when we look at it it's the, the annual fee is way lower um you can you can look anywhere from two to five maybe ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a whole year so okay. roughly sometimes it could be 500 more a month just depends depends yeah. on on the amount of property that we're flying sure uh, yeah. how big it is on that farm so yeah, yeah if you're if you're gonna fly larger properties that price can drastically go up because you've got more flight time that you're gonna have to go and you're going oh, yeah. a lot more battery and changing battery yeah yeah and more That's awesome. software so you've got ag is kind of your main bread and butter right now, which I love the fact that you're not even like an agronomist or anything like you're just like, I figured it out, which is great. I love it. I just think more people need to realize that you can be more resourceful than you think you might, might, you know, could be. I don't know. It was a horrible way to say that, but some people I feel like they just give up. They're just like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. And then they just stop there and they don't realize like, well, let me dig for some information. There's so much information out there. Like, uh, like, like you said, podcasts and just videos and, just you can go figure it out go talk to people you know like go to talk to a farmer hey what's your biggest problem you know and just start start figuring it out like i feel like a figuring it figuring stuff out is such an underrated skill and most people i know that are really successful they're just good at being like i'll just figure it out you know yeah just and that was my biggest thing is you know there's so much information like you said i mean the internet youtube everywhere i mean yeah. you just you can find it and when we went to the film festival it's crazy there was a gentleman there that did ag and he was talking that they're shifting more over to a different one and you know we got their his contact to kind of help out and he's like just be and the big thing is that you have to think just because you can take the pictures mm-hmm. and you get that data you have to know what to do with that data and how to trade to a customer so it's a so it goes back to teaching the customer. So it's not always, you can't think of, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I got my part 107, like you say a lot, I got my part 107. Why aren't people beating down my door for me to fly a drone right. or, Hey, you walk up to him. Hey, I got a drone. Can I just fly it for you? And you pay me X amount. If you teach them how it's going to help them, yeah. you teach it to them, how they're going to be better off utilizing your service that you do. It could be anything from real estate all the way to construction, wind turbines. Um, you know, we're 
we're in there as well. It's, it's, it's a harder niche to get in. It's a really hard niche to get into. I mean, and, and ag can be too, um, but it's, it's more of pushing forward and teaching them and just learning. Like I learn every day. I spend 90% of my day if I'm not flying the drone or actually working. So I wouldn't say 90% It's a bad way to say it, but 90% of the time that I do a lot of your extra stuff, time yeah, is spent right here on this computer in this just, room right here, just researching and learning yeah, and keeping up way. with it. Just keep up with the trends. Cause you know, we're drones and it was crazy. Cause I was listening to like season one, everybody's like, Oh, it's still in the infant stage. And, and I heard all the time, you know, well, it's so saturated and there's so many people I started this year. Yeah. This year. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing about ag. I knew yeah. nothing about wind turbines. Literally. I, I was calling them windmills. <laughs> That'll get you corrected very quickly. Call the wind turbine a windmill, but it's just learning. You just, yeah. if, if you have the drive and it's something you really want to do and you're really passionate in it, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And, you know, cause my uncle always told me, he was like, money never sleeps. It just passes you by. Mm. And I told him, I was like, so I got to stay on the cutting edge. So that's what I learned the most. And, and again, God bless my wife for <laughs> putting up with me as much as she does <laughs> love her to death. She, she is the rock behind me being able to do this. I was going to say, when you told me originally that, uh, you told her you're going to start a drone business and she said, well, it sounds great. I think you do. I thought, man, she sounds like a nice, awesome, supportive, uh, the right partner you need for something you're doing. Yeah. And, and it was crazy. Brett Vilakovich said that he tried to start a drone business as well. And he's a world, re world renowned author, book author and stuff wrote drone Warrior. And I was talking to him while he was on the thing. And he goes, just like I said, it, uh, on when he was on the panel, he was a keynote. He said, I asked my wife to start a drone business. She said, no way in hell and he was and he referenced me and i thought i was like the greatest guy in the world at that time that he referenced <laughs> i called my wife she was out at the lake for her dad's birthday and it, it was crazy how, how it happened i called her i'm like oh my god brett vilikovich just said our names like seriously <laughs> and he ended up buying a pallet full of drones mavics i think they were the mavic 2 or mavic 2 pros bought a pallet yeah. full because he wanted to sell <laughs> he was gonna get in just to start selling drones. it's crazy oh, great guy funny. if you get time look him up that's funny that's awesome man well i don't want to i don't want to take too much more of your time here i think we're, we're coming close to the end but uh man i feel like we could keep talking for another hour or so but uh i love hearing about how you got into ag and you're going at wind wind turbines and i think um a lot of people are going to enjoy this episode especially since you know some people they're out there like hey i don't really want to bother with real estate i'm more interested in the other stuff like construction mapping inspections um, agriculture so it's really cool to hear someone that is in a part of the country we can actually capitalize on ag and again you didn't give up when you hit little roadblocks figuring out oh this farmer doesn't want to talk to me you just hey i just want to figure out what the problems are and i think you shared a lot of really really helpful tidbits on uh just kind of the person you need to be if you want to be successful uh in the drone industry so yeah because um, the only the only way you're going to fail the way i look at it is the only way i'm going to fail is if i let it fail and i won't right. let it fail that's right i heard someone say like you've only you can only fail if you give up right you know if you keep going exactly. you haven't failed yet so i love it um all right if you had one i like to ask you if you have one piece of parting advice for someone who's thinking about you know getting into the drone space starting a drone business what would you and they're like 
Tom, I've got, I've got two seconds. Please tell me what's the key, what are your keys to wisdom here with, with this? What would you tell them? Research. Yeah. Just do your research. If, if you really want to get into it, you have two seconds. You really want to get into it. Just research what you want to do. If you're passionate about it, you have the drive. You already have the drive to do it. Just do your research and, and just get out there and teach people. Yep. I love you know, it. Just research, research, research. Awesome. That's what I do. So, well, it seems to be working for you. So, if uh, if people want to find out more about you, so yeah, I know you got Next Gen Drones is the name of your company, but is there you know should people follow you on social media or go to your website? What's the what's the best way to to check you out more? Yeah, so um, I built our website and I have it down right now. But you can follow us on Facebook at Next Gen Drones LLC. So it's N E X G E N Drones LLC. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't do all, I, it all connects together. I'm not really big into doing, I just post on Facebook and it goes to everything. Um, and then our website, nextgendronesllc.com. Cool. Um, hopefully I can have that up soon, but Facebook's the best way to, to contact us on next gen drones. Um, and here starting soon, we have a podcast. So me and my buddy have been looking at the podcast side and we're starting the drone report so we're nice. recording some episodes to get ahead so it's going to be called the drone report we're just going to go from it's going to be news from a to z nice. um, not necessarily just in the business side everything from you know what's what drones drone are doing world. yeah what's going on in drone world and you know fpv everything so it's going to be awesome. exciting um cool, yeah. that'll be out soon and I'd love to have, nice. we're going to have interviews and I'd love to have you on there. Sometime. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to be on it. You just let me know. I'll be there. And we'll, so yeah. definitely everybody check that out. Drone report with uh, Tom. Cool, man. Well, we'll, we'll link up all the um, social media and website stuff in the comments um, or the show notes and description stuff. If you guys want to reach out to Tom, but thanks so much for coming on, man. Loved, loved talking to you. Loved having you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, David. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tom Montreville of Next Gen Drones. Again, really enjoyed chatting with Tom, hearing about everything he's doing with drones, ag, all the cool stuff. So uh, thanks a lot for coming on again, Tom. Just a reminder, if you want some swag, t-shirts, make sure you go to our Two Truths and a Lie question in the email you got or in the description of the YouTube video. You have one week to answer one question and pick the order uh, of the prizes that you would like to be entered for. So make sure to do that or feel free to leave us a review on Apple iTunes. And also don't forget, send us your drone questions at askdronelaunch.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-O-N-E-L-A-U-N-C-H. Had to figure out how to spell launch. Dronelaunch.com. And uh, we will start listening to your questions and getting some answers to you guys out there, hopefully on our YouTube channel. So be out on the lookout for that. Thanks again. Take care. And I'll see you next week for our very last episode of season four. Went by too quickly, but really had a good time and look forward to season five.